0: My Seven Chakras, Episode 123.
1: Life is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to be lived. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? Could these chocolates help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chocolates. And now your host,
0: Aditya Jai Kumar. Kumar What's up, action takers? AJ here, and you are listening to My Seven Chakras, your go-to resource for powerful tips, insights, and strategies to take control of your life using the power of science and ancient wisdom. This is a place where you will receive actionable information that you can take away today, try it out, learn something new, and transform. And for being such an awesome listener, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Action tribe, we have a super episode in store for you today. But before that, I want to ask you this question what is your definition of happiness? That's right. I want to know from you wonderful action takers, what is your definition of happiness? So people on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, use the hashtag My7Chakras to let me know what is your definition of happiness. And with that, my wonderful community, we are all set to welcome our featured guest for today, Gail Harris. So Gail, are you ready to inspire?
1: I am ready to inspire.
0: Wonderful. So, Gail Harris is an author and intuition coach who helps people use their intuition to make the right choices. Gail also coaches authors to find the essence of their book. Her journey has led her to the Kripalu Center of Yoga and Health where she studied yoga and meditation. Shortly after that, she wrote, Your Heart Knows the Answer, a guide for following your intuition. Gail was a finalist for the IPNE Book Award for co-writing the memoir, Finding Zoe. She is a featured contributor for several mom and self discovery websites founder of the white red wisdom blog and has been interviewed on the radio on multiple occasions yet the job where she uses her intuition most is being the mother to her teenage son so gail that was a short intro about you but take about a minute and tell us a bit more because i can literally feel that our listeners would love to know more
1: Thank you. Um, thank you for that introduction. I appreciate it. And I really appreciate being a guest on your show. So um, as you said, I am an author and an intuition coach and teacher. And I support people to make following their intuition a way of life so they can have the most fulfilling life by being the best expression of themselves. Intuition being that discerning place inside that knows what we need in any given moment. And I um, tell a program for my coaching clients. I do a combination of coaching and teaching depending on what's needed in the moment. I also have developed an intuition training program for people that want to take the work a little bit deeper where I teach them um, a specific practice for decision-making, where they do a specific practice each time they have a choice to make that allows them them to make choices based on their intuition or their inner knowing. And um, as you said, I've written two books on the topic of intuition it's it's really my passion to, my calling to to teach this. You know, what I have learned about trusting, trusting my intuition, trusting myself and how they're one and the same thing. I have a passion for writing as well. Um, and so I also coach authors to um, use their own intuition to find the essence of their nonfiction book and how to develop it. Again, it's great to be here.
0: Wonderful. So thanks for joining us. Making better decisions, I'm sure is- everyone is interested in this very topic and making better decisions not just by rationally analyzing it, but by using your intuition, tapping into it and strengthening it because I'm sure that there is no end, you know, destination. We're always improving, we're always growing and always trying to find out how we can get to the next stage. So Gail, the first few minutes of every episode are dedicated to inspiration because this sets the tone for what is going to follow and gets us into a space of awareness and learning. So are you ready? Ready.
1: Sure. It's a great idea. And I have my quote ready.
0: Great. So what is your favorite inspirational quote? And not only that, tell us how you apply this quote in your life as well. Sure.
1: Well, this is a quote by Nietzsche. And the quote is, life is not a problem to be solved, but a mystery to be lived. And the reason why it's my favorite quote is because I really have found that it has been the most transforming truth that I have ever heard. Um, because so often we want to just figure it all out. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, what do I do now? What do I do now? And We think and we ponder and that that's all good and fine. We, we need to do that to a certain extent. but that has its limitations and there's another means of knowing that I call intuition um, it's interesting because intuition is one of those words where uh, different people have different definitions of it I've heard that um, you know intuition is a, a sudden flash of insight uh, dictionary.com says that it is a sudden perception of truth without any um, rational understanding and I believe that those are all true but for myself personally and I say personally Because this is something that a person has to come to discover for themselves, not just because I say it or anybody says it. But for me, intuition is a direct line to that which is greater than ourselves. You know, there's many words for that: Um, source, creation, power, God. Words tend to. We have to communicate in words, but in this realm that we're going to be discussing today, sometimes words get in the way. And so, actually, when I work with my clients, I have you know, I always make sure because we're exploring a. A realm that words can be confusing. That we have to make sure that we're on the right. You know that we that we understand each other. So for me, again, intuition is guidance from that which is greater than ourselves, from the cosmos, the universe, whatever word you want to use. That comes to me through my intuition. It's my connection to um, to who I really am. Uh, you know, I believe that who I am as a person is ever unfolding, and that it is revealed to me. It is a process that is revealed to me through trusting my intuition.
0: Wonderful. I love the quote. Life is not a problem to be solved, but it is a mystery to be lived. Action Tribe, I think this is so amazing because life is not a problem to be solved, to be honest. And when you look at life as a mystery, things start to get more exciting, more adventurous, because you feel like you are the detective on this epic quest. We don't know what's happening at the next corner. And Gail, I love your definition of intuition, which is, as you mentioned, a direct line to that which is greater than ourselves irrespective of what you name that greater thing it might be your higher self the infinite consciousness the universe god or whatever that is but it is a direct line which allows you to make those better decisions and we're going to learn more about how we can do it but before that gail what inspired you to write your book your heart knows the answer
1: oh it's a great question and what inspired me is my fighting tooth and nail my intuition i was for good part of my life. I was one of these people that I always heard my intuition loud and clear, do this, do that, call this person, pick up that phone, read this book, go to sleep, you know, and I never listened. You know, it's like I didn't have the courage to trust. I had those, you know, I call it negative inner chatter, but it could be the logic, you know, the wanting to figure it out as opposed to, you know, to mystery to be lived. And I was trained very well, like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And it was making me miserable. You know, it's like every time I felt, this, this passion inside to express who I truly am, you know, that negative inner chatter say, oh, no, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. Oh, you're dumb. What are you kidding? You know, and it was killing me, you know, and but, you know, I underneath all that, was my intuition. It was always there at the same time. You know, like I said, I always heard it, but I never listened to it. And like that inner knowing, it got stronger. And it was like, no, you don't No, 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 you don't have to live like that. And it's one of these examples about, of how our vulnerability can be our greatest gift, mm-hmm. because I struggled so much to discover who I really am. You know, I, I believe that when you trust your intuition, you're trusting yourself. And so being on that path of, of, you know, being open to the mystery and seeing what happens next. You described it so well, Adicha. you know, of just like wondering, you know, like sort of like the actor in your very own movie, like designed by a higher power or something where you start. You know, life gets really exciting when you let go of trying to solve everything and embrace the mystery. Life is a mystery. And so it's such an example of how my vulnerability became my greatest gift because I find myself now a teacher of this.
0: Mm -hmm. So a couple of things here, you were fighting your intuition, it was telling you things about different aspects of your life, but you never listened because of how society makes us think you never heeded to those signs. And of course, it was making you feel miserable, because you weren't using your gift. But instead of dying out, that voice got stronger and stronger. And ultimately, you used your power of vulnerability, which I think is so amazing for entrepreneurs or people of everyday life to just show their true selves and show their vulnerability, because it allows people to connect with them better. And ultimately, you are able to use your gift not only for yourself, but also for those around you through your book. Now, Gail, what are some of the benefits of tapping into and harnessing the power of our intuition?
1: Well, you know, it's all encompassing. There's so many different ways of saying it, but I'll start by saying that it allows our life to unfold to our highest potential. You know, that's one way to say it. There's a Greek word. It's a wonderful Greek word that I like to introduce people to. It's called arate. A r a t e, and there's no one-word translation for it in English. But the best we can do to describe it is the highest expression of something. So, for example, the highest expression of a glass is to uh, be filled with water mm-hmm. or wine or whatever your favorite drink is. The highest expression of a racehorse is to run swiftly. But what is the highest expression of a human being? Now, that's something to really ponder. What is adicha? What is your highest expression? of you as a person in your life. What is my highest expression? And so that is the benefit um, of connecting in with your inner knowing because it allows you to live life as an expression of your highest potential. And it's a choice. You know, it is a choice that we make in each decision. Each time we have a choice to make, we can listen to our inner wisdom or we can listen to something else, which would be our emotions, those knee-jerk reactions, our logic, you know, we can try and figure it out you know I could give you so many examples of times where logic pointed well okay I should do this but then there was this gnawing thing inside no no and then I trusted my intuition and like the most incredible thing happened you know it's those it's those surprises in life those the mist that's another example of the mystery that usually the, the time that we're most fulfilled in our life isn't it aditya isn't it usually when those surprising things happen that we did not we did not make happen mm-hmm. <laughs> we let it Happen. You know, we meet our soulmate and we just like, mm. oh my God, it's my soulmate. I just know <laughs> you can't make that happen. You can't cross. Today, I will find my soulmate. You cross it off your to do list. It's a different way of living, being open to being guided by a divine, divine order. There is a divine order. You know, not everybody believes that, and that's fine with me. I mean, I live in Boston, so there's a really huge scientific community here. I mean, even my husband, a little bit, because he's a scientist, we get into things a Little bit at a time, but it's you know, this is for each person to explore on their own if they have the desire, if they have the yearning. You know, I'm not here to convince anybody, you can't convince anybody to like just know that there is a divine order to things, you know. And how do you prove that, right? You know, science Mm. would want to, but you know what? I have my proof, I have my own personal proof that I. Prove again to myself day after day after day I've been doing it for years, and that that's all I need I don't need anybody else's approval, and I'm not here to try and you know make somebody believe me because I couldn't even if I wanted to. This has to be a yearning from within that somebody discovers like, oh well, like maybe somebody's listening to me right now and say, Well, I know what she means, I know what she's saying, that there's something like I, I know what she means, mm-hmm. and then you then you act on it you know sign up for a, um, a complimentary intuition coaching session. Right, you go buy a book on intuition, but you have to follow those promptings, and and it's a it's a soul journey. It's a journey that each of us has to take on our own. I mean, we can meet in a group, and we're having a wonderful conversation now. But when push comes to shove, it's a it's a choice that each of us has to make. How do I want to live my life? Do I want to live my life being open to the mystery and to like explore that balance between making it happen and letting it happen? You know, or do I? want to just like do what other people say I should do, and 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 decide that happiness is for me is what other people say that it is. It's it's an individual choice.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Gail, we've just started the interview, it seems, but you've been sharing such amazing wisdom and insights. Arate, the highest expression of something. Me myself, I've always thought of expression in the form of a human being, right, expressing his or herself towards their purpose. But you took this to a new level. I've never thought about self-expression in terms of an inanimate object like a in terms of its highest expression being it being fully filled with wine. That's beautiful and that really shifted my thinking right there. And I completely agree with you. Science is changing and the way people look at science is also changing because people realize now that science and spirit go hand in hand and they are not some separate fields of expertise. Uh, Moving on from the Newtonian way of thinking where everything was a physical object and the Einstein way of thinking where if you look deep down in the atomic and subatomic levels, you would realize that everything around us is energy and in such a situation action tribe what we've been taught is that you need to see it to believe it but now as we're having these conversations as we're finding through so many people that you need to believe it in order to see it so thanks a lot for sharing gil now in your book you ask the reader to redirect the conversation to you and your connection to yourself so my question is based on your understanding who is the you in this conversation and then who is yourself
1: okay so yes that's the taking that from my website so bringing the conversation back to you and your connection with yourself so the you there is the you that is aware of your consciousness it's a you that is aware that you are more than just your identities and labels you are more than your pain you are more than your body you are more than a mom or a teacher or whatever it is that you do because those always change but you are part of something greater than yourself Mm -hmm. and that is where you find your true power (laughs) so that's the you that i am talking about and connection with yourself is being aware of that having self-awareness Of what I just described
0: Love that And based on what I've read Your work is based on The principle of Goodness framework for living So I'm sure that This is a discussion That can go on for hours together But could you provide us A brief overview Of what this framework really is?
1: Oh, it would be my pleasure to So the goodness framework for living Is the tenets of my work My writing, both of my books Finding Zoe is my other book Which is my co-author's memoir She is a former Miss Deaf America And um, it's her life story and this is more of a big picture story and it shows how we are all connected and there is a divine order and it shows how through Brandy, who Brandy Raras is my co-author, that by learning to accept herself and trust herself as a deaf person, that allowed her find the daughter she had been waiting for her entire life. So it's more of a big picture about that points to a divine order and timing. And so the goodness framework for living is a part of that. And the goodness framework for living are universal treatments And basically, it is the answer to four basic life questions. Who am I? Where am I? Why am I here? And what am I to do? And in the training program that I teach, it is the answers to those four questions that I will say what they are in a moment, that when you act on the answers to those questions, each time you have a choice to make, you will be trusting your intuition, your life will be unfolding, you will be exploring your arete. And so who am I? I am a good person, unique and special, and I'm not an iteration of anybody else. And I am part of something greater than myself, from which I find my true power. Where am I? I live in a good world, despite the difficult things that happen. In other words, there is an order to this crazy life, and a good order, even if we can't always understand it. Why am I here? I am here to let my unique, wonderful life unfold. By embracing my true power, my life will be full, beyond measure. Pleasure what am I to do? My true power is revealed by following my intuition. I long to make following my intuition a priority in my life and to know know how. And so those those are the tenets of the work that I do with people, as I said, expressed in both of my books and in my coaching and teaching with people. And so it's that basic understanding or exploration that what I explore with people, you know, who I work with.
0: Love that. Who am I? Where am I? Why am I here? And what am I to do? I love this framework. And I'm sure it really guides the person who's working with you into really tapping the power of their intuition. Now, how did you first encounter the concept of building or strengthening your intuition? What's the story behind that?
1: Well, it's what I was alluding to before, that I just didn't for a very long time, and I was miserable. I knew my truth. My truth was that I know I'm not who those terrible voices said that I was. I knew my truth, and my truth was to uh, figure out a way, had to, you know, not listen to those voices or a Mm -hmm. feeling, and, you know, that's when the first book was written, and so your heart knows the answer. It's two parts, and the first part teaches you how to recognize your intuition because it has very very key characteristics that are very different than our logic, you know, our thoughts, our emotions, those knee jerk reactions, they're very different, you know, and I explore the characteristics, um, such as, you know, keywords and phrases, bodily cues, guiding themes. And so the first part is, uh, you know, like intuition 101, it teaches us how to recognize our intuition, and how do we tell it apart. Mm -hmm. So that's the first part. But then the second part of the book, It gives you practice on acting on it because that's the thing, Adisha, we can hear our intuition, you know, till the cows come home. But if we don't act on it, it, it's just as good as not hearing it. You know, our intuition is meant to be acted on period.
0: Mm -hmm. So based on what you shared, I'm sure that many of our listeners have this one question in their mind, how do I start tapping into my intuition? So is there a technique or tip that you'd like to share with our listeners, something that they can try out today itself?
1: Sure, absolutely. So the first thing is you have to become aware for yourself that this is a priority, that you actually, you want to tap into your intuition, you know, pretty much more than anything, because if that's not the case, then you absolutely Will not because there are too many distractions everywhere. So, once you're aware that that is a priority, then you know, start some first of all, you need to just take quiet time every day, make it a practice, you know, do meditation or just go take some quiet time for yourself and set an intention for yourself. You know, okay, I am going to, to listen for my intuition and you know, set that intention for yourself within an open stance. You know, you can't force this, you have to, you can't make it happen, you have to let it happen, or you have to do you both. You have to make it happen by setting the intention. And then you have to let go and let your intuition come, you know, when you're open to hearing it. And so when you get a message and you will, or ask a question, you know, if there's something on your mind, like, what should I do about this? Ask the question and set an intention to be open to hearing the answer. And when you do act on it, you've got to act on it. That's really important. Start with it. You know, if that sounds scary, you know, always start with the simple things because we'll always be given exactly what what we need. So you're not going to be, you know how they say, like, you know, nothing ever happens in your life that that you're not ready for. Mm -hmm. So you will get, exactly what you need, which is really one of the universal truths that I explore with people that our intuition tells us what we need. It may not be what we want, you know, often it isn't, but it is what we need. And Mm. that, that is a truth. And it's a truth that I offer to my clients to, you know, to explore and and see how that's true for them. So, um, act on it and start simple. You know, what should I have for lunch today? Or where should I take my child and, and practice, 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 practice you know i really liken uh, trusting your intuition learning to trust your intuition it is a skill that needs practice and i like it liken it to learning any art sport or craft you have to practice you can't just you know get on the tennis court and all of a sudden be a good tennis player it takes practice and it's the same thing with your intuition with my heart knows the answer it's a lifetime's worth of practice so pick up the book or just you know start simple like just you got to make it part of your life Practice by listening for your intuition and acting on it. Practice, practice, practice.
0: Wonderful. We'll have this up in the show notes. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for this episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash one, two, three. That's my7chakras.com forward slash one, two, three. the marvelous richness of human experience would lose something of rewarding joy if there was no limitations to overcome. The hilltop hour would not be half so wonderful if there was no dark valley to traverse. This is a quote by Helen Keller, action takers, what makes life so wonderful, so beautiful, so exciting Is there are ups and downs. And no matter where you look in nature, there are always cycles, expansion and contraction. Realize that whatever challenge you're facing right now, financial, health related relationships, remember that it is the universe sending you a message to remember who you are. And that's why we're learning how to tap into our intuition today. Once you realize this simple yet profound idea, you will come to realize how beautiful this grand scheme is. This grand scheme where the universe is constantly sending you signs, nudges and hints to push you in the right direction and help you reach your health top. But as Gail mentioned, it's all about the practice, practice, and some more practice. Now, Gail, I'm sure that you are no stranger to challenges. So take us back to a moment when you experienced a major life challenge. How did you look at the situation? And then finally, how did you overcome it?
1: The challenge was that I wanted to be a mother more than anything, and I had trouble becoming pregnant. It it took me five years to become pregnant, and after five years, I finally became pregnant with twins, and it was extraordinary. I mean, I was so happy. If You could just imagine taking that long to um, become pregnant. And everything was going along really well. And then in my twenty second week, just like out of the blue, I went into premature labor. And um, you know, I lost my twins. I, I had to go to the hospital. I actually gave birth to them. They they were born alive, they lived for about two hours, but they just they weren't viable, you know, they, they were just too small. So I lost them. And after you know, it taking so long to become pregnant and being so happy. I was destroyed, I was devastated, I was angry, I was enraged, I was just, I mean the grief, That I felt was just, it was really, really difficult. And so it was really my intuition and trusting that inner knowing. It was almost like life and death, you know, because those negative voices, like this is the thing, like just how they can be so, at least for me, everybody's different, but could be so demeaning after I lost the twins. It's like those negative inner chatter was saying, Oh, see, you shouldn't have jogged when you were pregnant. You know what I mean? It was like, just like, and so, I, it was like, well, I could either kill myself or I could just listen to that inner knowing. And I chose to do that. And it really, it became my life practice to just get through this grief. And my intuition told me that, if in order to become the mother that I knew that I was yearning to be, that I just had to go through it. I just, I couldn't skip over the grief. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. had to just embrace it and embrace that despair, devastation, rage, and let it just like, you know, rock me till I couldn't face it, you know? And, and I did, and I just trusted my intuition. It told me to do that. And, and I did, and I slowly began to pick up the pieces of my life and I, I made some decisions. And at that point I was really, really afraid to even try to become pregnant again, because I just couldn't even bear the thought of possibly going through that again. So my husband and I, we adopted, we adopted my son at birth. And I, you know, now I look back and it's just like, I couldn't even imagine having any child other than him. And so, you know, that was a horrible thing that happened, but I, I you know, I, I, while it was happening, you know, I just kept saying to myself, there has to be, although I'm I'm just breaking inside, I trust, I believe there has to be a divine order here. There has to be a reason, so to speak, that this is happening. And I don't understand it now. And maybe I'll never understand it. But I just, I trust, I trust, I trust. And it, it just completely changed my life. You know, I wrote my first book. Then I, I wrote my second book, Finding Zoe, which is an adoption story, my um, my co-author. If I hadn't lost my twins, I never would have written my second book. I mean, you know, when I wrote it, it was really like my grand opus. It really took all the teachings from my first book and everything I had learned up and, you know, like after that. And I told this amazing story, you know, my co-author's life story about trust. And she had three boys. So she was born hearing, became deaf, at 6 years old and had always yearned for a daughter but she tried to pretend to be hearing and anyway I'm, I'm sort of getting a little sidetracked here but if I never would have lost my twins Brandy and I never would have found each other I never would have written her story through what I call the lens of perfection which is really an expression of everything we've been talking about today I actually mm-hmm. you know was a finalist for an IPNE book award for that book and so you know I can look back now and say wow wow look where, how that propelled me forward because i embraced it
0: well thanks a lot for sharing for our listener in just one sentence what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners
1: when you trust yourself you're trusting your intuition
0: well thanks a lot for sharing your story and i'm sure that it's never easy to go back in time when you experience pain and sadness you mentioned that you had trouble becoming pregnant and after five years you had twins and everything was going well until the misfortune which really devastated you it made you sad and it gave power to the negative inner voices that started criticizing you and telling you things. But at that point you realized that you had a choice. You could either stay in the grief or you could get past it. And you took the second choice. And that's why you were able to transform your life and not only your life but those of others as well. Through your books, through your coaching, and so much more. I think this is so inspiring. So thanks a lot for choosing us to share this story with. Action Tribe, one of the main reasons why people don't take action, don't embark on a new project or stick to their comfort zone is because they fear failure and they fear that they will not see the success that is up in the future. But truly failing isn't such a bad thing after all as we have learned because it gives you the powerful information of what you can do next. In other words, don't be afraid of going out in the wild and into the world that you haven't been to before because as Benjamin Mays once wonderfully put, the tragedy of life doesn't lie in not reaching our goal. The tragedy lies in not having any goal to reach. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream in the first place. It is not a disgrace to not reach the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach in the first place. Not failure, but low aim is a sin. And today as we're learning through Gail, no matter what happens in your life, no matter what tragedy that you you might go through, no matter how much those inner voices are telling you things or criticizing you or telling you that this is what you should have done. Remember that it's never too late to stand up and really go towards what you dream about. Collaborate with like-minded peoples who are here to support you and do whatever it takes. To become who you were destined to become. So, Gail, what is your life purpose at this point in time?
1: My life purpose is to be an expression of those divine principles that I talked about, the, the goodness framework for living. And it permeates everything that I do. You know, it informs my parenting, my relationships with everybody, my relationships with myself, my career. You know, if somebody would have told me three years ago that I would be an intuition coach and teacher, I would have said, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it was through promoting Finding Zoe where I was out doing a radio campaign. And, you know, as you know, when you promote a book, you can't come on and just say, hey, buy my book. You know, you have to come on as an expert on something and weave the book into the conversation. And so I came on as an intuition expert because that's my expertise and my uh, marketing platform, my social media platform. But such a big surprise happened. See, that was the thing. I knew I needed to do it for to promote my book, right? But the biggest surprise happened was that I had the time of my life, you know? And up until that point... I really was not open to, I mean, I was a writer and that's what I do. And I write about these things, but all of a sudden I, you know, it's like, I realized, Oh, well, maybe it's time to expand my teaching, um, you know, into working one-on-one with people and speaking and mm-hmm. not just writing. And if I wouldn't have trusted it, it, was like an unfolding. You know what I'm saying? It's such a mystery. It's going back to life. is not a problem to be solved, a mystery to be lived because I had every reason in the book, no pun intended, not to do it, but I trusted and and I allowed and, and the goodness framework for living was a, you know, a manifestation of that. And it's a very exciting way to live.
0: Wonderful. I love that we keep returning to the theme of life is not a problem to be solved. It is a mystery to be lived. So again, looking back now, was there ever a special moment beyond which you were confident and you were sure beyond that magical moment that your life was about to change?
1: You mean in terms of my divine calling or any time at all? Like, because for me, it's a constant unfolding. Mm -hmm. You know, there was that moment when I knew I had to write my book, Your Heart Knows the Answer. It was like, I could not, not write that book. So it was a calling that needed to be expressed. But back then, I couldn't have had any idea, you know, that was several years ago that I'd be sitting here, you know, talking with you about this. So it's a it's a constant unfolding for me.
0: Love that. Now, thanks a lot for sharing those insights and those inspiring stories. It is now time for Wisdom Round, which is basically four questions that need four bite-sized responses so that our listeners can take note and take action. Are you ready? I'm ready. Great. So what's the best advice that you have ever received?
1: The best advice is when you trust yourself, you're trusting the universe and when you trust the universe you're trusting yourself.
0: Name a personal habit that you'd like to recommend for our listeners.
1: Definitely some form of meditation every day because it's so important to be able to know how to quiet the mind so that we can hear our intuition. You've got to make it a daily practice.
0: So what's your morning ritual like? What do you do during the first 2 hours of your day?
1: I meditate. And I have this island in my kitchen and I put my computer there in the morning. It's like my own little genius bar and I have my cup of coffee and it somehow it just. Quiets me and now answer emails and Mm. sets me up for the day. Pretty boring.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I don't think it's boring at all. I love, I just imagined as you shared that, and I'm sort of trying to think how beautiful your kitchen is, because it's, it's like a genius bar. You can have your coffee. So it's like a mixture of enjoying your coffee, enjoying the ambience of your home and still getting to do your work on your laptop. Is that correct?
1: You're exactly right and yeah, we just moved and I have this unbelievable kitchen really so um, no way. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it I have my MacBook Pro there on the island I'm on my stool sipping my coffee you know and it's a pleasure for me it's one of the pleasures in my life
0: that is so beautiful in my previous home in India I used to have an open kitchen and uh, that was the best because uh, you know from that point you can view your entire home I don't know if it's that way at your place as well but it is it and is. you're near the kitchen and you have access to whatever you need at at that point, and it's beautiful. So thanks a lot for sharing. Now, what is your most powerful book that you've ever read?
1: That I've ever read, not my own, obviously. Um, I have two actually. Mm-hmm. One of them is called The Soul and Owner's Manual, written by George Jadar, and he's actually my intuition teacher. And so the goodness framework for living and uh, what I teach people in my life practices is based a lot on the work that I did with him. That book is my textbook. The Soul and Owner's Manual by George Jadar. And then another book was actually a book that he used to read. And it's called Letters of the Scattered Brotherhood. And it's anonymous letters of just profound truths and wisdom. It's edited by Mary Strong. And it's kind of thing, I just leave it by my night table. It's a letter, it could be a page, a page and a half. And you just like, it's just, oh my God, the truth. You just read one of these letters and it just, it changes everything. You know, it just aligns me right back in with what i need to know
0: beautiful we'll have this in the show notes action tribe to access the show notes visit my 7 forward slash one two three that's my7chakras.com one two three easy to remember beautiful number today one two three so go to one two three so gail thank you so much for joining us today before you go tell us one thing that you are grateful for today and tell us the best way we can find you
1: the one thing that i'm grateful for is and I know this might sound ridiculous but I'm really grateful for my life exactly as it is. I actually had another interview right before I had this one and so I'm on fire here and it feels great. <laughs> and um where you can reach me is gailharriscoach.com. Again, please feel free to sign up for a complimentary intuition coaching center. We'll uh, session we'll get down to it and see how connecting in with your intuition, which is an ever unfolding process can Help you to be the best you can be.
0: So the Ego Action Tribe, now is the time for taking action. You've spent the last couple of minutes with me and Gail trying to uncover what is intuition, how you can tap into your intuition, and also the wonderful stories that Gail went through in order to find out who she is and come and do this interview with us today. So You're getting a, is it free, Gil, just to confirm, the free session?
1: Uh, Yes, a complimentary session is free of charge.
0: Awesome. So, we're going to have the link in the show notes. Just take action and learn how to tap into your intuition. You can do it by yourself, obviously, by reading books. But once you have a coach, a mentor, somebody who's been there, your learning will exponentially grow instead of taking the time that it normally takes so gail thank you so much for joining us on today's show teaching us how to tap into our intuition and taking us one step closer to a human revolution
1: you're most welcome and i really appreciate your responses to what i said your explanations and your expounding on it because it was so clear and you absolutely know what i'm talking about and i'm very grateful for that for the conversation that we had
0: thank you so much gail Seven chakras.
1: Go to my SEVEN Chakras.com. Download your free gift. Get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.